Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. We are all over the world with this particular episode. We'll be taking you to Baltimore, Maryland as Ring of Honor concludes its pure championship tournament we already ran down the first round for you guys we are here to update you further on how this tournament concluded we're going to dip our toes back into the halloween havoc conversation just a smidge we're taking you to jacksonville florida as the young bucks in private party pull out an old school young buck classic we're also going to take you overseas to the uk yes the masterpiece as some people are calling it we will discuss that all that and more get into gear ladies and gentlemen oh yeah that's right full gear Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? We are your boys, your main man, your dive soul brother from exactly, specifically, very much the same mother, your dive soul brothers right here. We are your hosts of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I am AJ Orsini, and I am here with... Brother Dave, brother Dave, are you here with me, please? Please, please. I, I'm, here. I, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Oh goodness gracious! This Google Voice, the Google has pissed me off yet again. But we are here, we're live, sort of ish. We're we're live in our homes right now, not live on the mm-hmm. air. Uh, doing yet another episode to bequeath on to the squad of O here. I, I just kind of ran down a little bit of what we're going to be talking about here today. Uh, right before we went on the air, uh, my brother decides to tell me. That it was quite the marathon. You're getting more wrestling into your life now the last few weeks since you joined the show than you have in years, I'm assuming. It's wrestling overload, man. <laughs> overload. But it's good, though. It's a good overload. Cause before I'm actually we... kind of getting excited after work to come <laughs> home and watch some shit. We, when, when, we, when we were growing up, we really only predominantly watched WWE. I don't know how much WCW or ECW you actually remember. But it was predominantly WWE stuff. Are you getting kind of a culture shock deal with? I, I sent you I sent you links to Ring of Honor. I asked you to watch some AEW stuff. Here's some NXT stuff that I sent you, like NXT UK, not even regular NXT shit. This is NXT UK now. Like, there's so oh many different God. things that I sent you. Like, are you starting to get a little bit like? Is there an overload button hitting yet? No uh, excitement. Okay, uh, I'm trying. I'm. Uh, this shit has got me scheduling my life. Like that's that's what it's. That I need to make sure I have enough time because I want to actually enjoy it. Like, well, well although I have a, had a really good time watching all of this stuff because of the, I've had so much more on my plate this week than I probably have ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't plan things out as well as I would have liked to. So this one felt like a mad dash. Right. It was a good one, but I like to, you know, make some food, sit down, watch it, romance yourself buddies, a little bit. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. You got to treat yourself sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you get a nice booty in front of you, you want to make a meal out of it. You know, it's mm, like I'm not trying to get, listen, to, the, I get it. to the meat of the matter here. 
<laughs> we we do but have yes. a lot. A lot. It is a lot. It yeah. was a lot. And it was all good, too, man. Well, uh, we'll, we'll get be to, a little more we'll specific. But overall, so, it was really good wrestling. So the word of the day, we're not gonna. this is not going to be a continuing theme, but it's something that I thought of after I sent you all these links because I sent you all these different ideas of what we're going to talk about without really thinking to my head what I'm actually sending you. Because I, I knew these were all matches and situations that I wanted to talk about on the show, but it didn't dawn on me who I was sending it to and what kind of shit I was sending. The reason why I say culture shock is because the NXT UK match, the Young Bucks private party AEW, and we'll talk about some more AEW stuff as we get crazy, uh, and the Ring of Honor pure title stuff. I sent you about a million different wrestling styles to Mm. look at. And I didn't realize until after, because like I just said in the beginning here, you you and I grew up only really watching one brand. So now well, that we're I adults, only grew up watching one brand. Well, you, I mean, I dabbled into other things, but for the most part, wrestling was kind of okay, uniform. It was kind of this is what it looks like. And right. yeah, certain wrestlers had different styles, sure, and that was great. But now we're watching performances. We're watching these guys who are going in there. Uh, at th- literally three different, like... One was a fight, one was Cirque du Soleil, and the other one was professional wrestling, like the old school version of it. So, like, there's so many different variations of fight or or wrestling that we're going to be talking about here tonight. Uh, Is there any particular place you'd like to start? Like, which one's going to add on to to what you just said? I only think the reason why it feels that way is because of the, in particular, the type of ROH we're. I, we were watching that is what i think made you feel like you're watching all kinds of different wrestling because a little bit of pieces in between those matches and also like the little promos and stuff really brought you back to what wrestling is now but the pure the pure wrestling uh event or tournament that they're holding really separates itself from the uh, like it at the way they have it set up it actually feels like a tournament it's yeah. not like a bunch of matches and then whoever wins, losing goes. With the stipulations, with the open hands, with the rope break counting, with the strategy of, of trying to make someone else use their their uh, submission holds to use your breaks, like all that mental game that went into those matches are what separates itself from like the other type of matches that we saw. So, but I really liked both styles. Um, when it, like you were saying about the WWE and all that stuff like that. Uh, the big thing that kind of stands out to me of watching this different type of wrestling right now is the entertainment side is so far ahead with the WWE. It, if you, if you're looking, you have to change the lens of which you're watching this wrestling because it, if you're a huge fan of the way the WWE entertainment works, I can see how that would be more popular than some of this stuff because this it seems very amateur in that aspect. Right. Well, yeah. we're going to get to that because uh, the winner of the tournament, which we will discuss here on the show momentarily, uh, caught a little bit of backlash. Uh, the internet seemed to be split down the middle here, seemed to be traditionalist versus the new age, the new era, and uh, we'll get into all that. So let's go ahead and start with this. Let's talk about the Ring of Honor Pure Title Tournament. We ran down 
the first round all you guys about a week or so no about two weeks yep. ago about two weeks ago about two weeks ago we really ran it down really talked it up had a good time talking about it had a good time watching it so we started off here uh with the second round jonathan grisham one half of the ring of honor world tag team champions going against matt seidel any thoughts any notes on this particular matchup uh yeah this this jonathan guy is something else man. <laughs> I, I, de- I definitely want to go back and watch some more of his older stuff like the first part of the tournament when they kind of introduced all themselves i really love that they did those little videos to kind of introduce themselves yeah, i don't perfect. know why they did it but for whatever reason they did and it was phenomenal for someone like me who knows nothing about these guys mm-hmm. so a little bit about his story was great Obviously, I love the fact he's a little guy, and he's not – He's he uses that. He's not someone who's, like, doing ridiculous stuff. His moves aren't over the top. Like, one of my main issues with Rey Mysterio in his later years, not his earlier years. When you guys hear me say I can't stand Rey Mysterio, it's not recent. It's not, I mean, not old. It's the recent stuff. So I love his – arsenal i love what he does i love the way he sells i love the way he moves it really feels like from watching these matches back to back to back this guy can control the match and he's really good at making the other person across from him look amazing and we will get into that (laughs) later in this discussion but this dude is insane he's so good I thought it was the only mistake in the match was they didn't the 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 bonus to having a guy like Matt Seidel in this tournament who's not generally known as a very uh, pronounced technician and this is the pure title tournament this is not really his element he's a high flyer he's a high spot guy who can wrestle as we saw with his match against Delirious but I thought the the, the positive to having him in this tournament was that he could have given you a different type of technical match. Jonathan, like you just said, is very much a a ring general at this point, can control any match. I think Jonathan and him could have had a a little bit more of of an outlandish type of match, still utilizing the rope breaks and still within the limits. I think athletically they could have did something a little more with the map part, but to your point, it seems like Jonathan... It, from the beginning, though, right? I mean, Jonathan Grisham and, and Jay Lethal were the favorites. We'll get, in, we'll get into because he does exactly what I'm talking about. He does later on to an absolute T. So, yeah, maybe. But also, I feel like this guy has this weird sense where he knows where to take you enough to where you don't f- fuck up. Because yeah. a lot of – you can run through these matches. There's a lot of botches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you people are slow, a little sluggish, whatever. Like, he maintains this. It stands out from the entire tournament. He maintains this speed and agility. And he really not only sells really well, but he makes the guy across from him just make their moves look even better. This So far, all of his matches that he had in this were just really good. Tell me, tell me if you agree with this assessment or not. I worked a show with Jonathan a few years ago. Uh, he came okay. down to House of Glory, and uh, I called. Okay. I called a couple of his matches, and I remember, I remember hanging out uh, in the back, you know, with a couple of the guys or whatever. And I remember telling him, I was like, I'm a big fan of your work. And I was like, Oh yeah, thanks, thanks. And we were talking, we were talking. And I told him, I said, one of my favorite parts about your game, and that was back then. Even now, watching this tournament, it's even better. 
Right. And this was years ago. When he applies a hold, regardless of how long that hold is in, because he likes to transition from space to space, right? He likes to move around a lot. But when he locks in the hold, whatever he lo- he puts on a hold, whether it be a simple arm bar, whatever it is, it always you get the sense you're locked. You're not mm-hmm. like like he he has you now, and if you want, it, there's nowhere you can go, even if you know, even if you wanted to actually, like, let's say fuck this spot, like you just want to call an audible on this guy, you can't. Right. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Once no, I've definitely seen you. that. <laughs> I've definitely seen it's that for easy sure. To call. He has like he has it seems almost as if he has a it almost as if he has an unlocked and a locked version of all his holes. Yeah. <laughs> but some of them it's like they're loose but they're effective. And right. then sometimes he gets them in there and you're just like, okay, this might very well be the end of the match, the yeah. way he's fucking cranking that guy's arm. But that's great for see when we whenever we tell people in schools body language tells the story, that's what we're talking about. Because right. he's got you believing that if I really cinch it, it's close. That means when he goes for that false finish and he really clings it on, only right. for the guy to grab the rope. or if I, That's part of the storytelling because once he cinches that shit back, especially like, for instance, that octopus stretch, when he hits oh the octopus stretch, when he yanks back on that. one of my that, favorite moves. Yeah, when he yanks back on that, your body is your body's telling you it's over. And then that way when something crazy happens, you pop. You're like, oh, shit, that's usually it right there. Boom. That's another thing about importance of protecting moves, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that people don't kick out people, making sure people always tap out or whatever the case is to your hold. Right. Right. What did you think about the next semi? I don't even know if it's quarter or semi. Second round. We'll play it safe. David Finley versus Jay Lethal. Uh, It was... It was a match. So I really felt like Jay Lethal was very weak in this. I mean, I could be a minority in that. I'm, I mean, I've seen Jay Lethal. I think he's the only one that I really know. Um, they're good match. They're solid matches. They right. reminded me of, like, WWE matches. Well, that's kind of his thing now. <laughs> he's, I mean, I get He's it. older. He doesn't have, you know, remember the whole time in this tournament that he's the only – previous champion he was 19 years old the first time he held that title he's been doing this for almost 20 years he's not going to go in there and break his neck (laughs) no i mean that's fine i'm not asking him to yeah it was a solid it was a solid match Uh, you know what i mean but yeah unfortunately for the rest of these matches there are some real there's some really good ones so he just his match although not bad kind of goes down a little bit because of that yeah Uh, so the next second round match Hot sauce, Tracy Williams and Fred Yehi. Oh um, my God, dude! This <laughs> Tracy Williams man, I, I don't, uh, dude. He's something else. I when I because I, I believe the first time we were talking about it, you asked me if I got to his match and I didn't, and he was like, "That was the guy I'm, I was really hoping you watched." Yeah, and I see now why you wanted me to watch this guy. <laughs> Holy crap! He, this this match was really good. He has a Zico way about Elliot him versus Tracy Williams. He he has a way about him. I, I I met Hot Sauce a long time ago. This guy is, I mean, personally a really good dude. Watching him perform in Ring of Honor to me is like, I'm so happy for this guy. He's such a good dude. He's from here in Brooklyn. Uh, every mm-hmm. time he tells stories. Uh, like when the first round talk, he was talking about how he used to wrestle his friends in Prospect Park, which is not far from where I'm at, and he, he, he just he has this story about him. What I love about Tracy Williams in this tournament is 
the evolution that we saw from first round when he was introducing himself, then the promo before this match where he got a little bit more serious, then then uh, uh, the next round with Jay and he just got a little bit more serious, and then boom, we get this main event player in the final. His evolution as a person I thought was really cool, and that's something that you have to look at as a huge positive for this company because I, the more these guys talk and then back up that talk with fantastic wrestling, you have mm. me hooked. Like, I, I'm rooting for this guy to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, my issue with ROH is that it's really hard to watch right now because the other programs have that artificial sound and at least those screens. You don't even need the screens to be fair. But right. that artificial sound to me makes such a difference. It 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 just it makes it a little bit more believable. So that that uh, noise. They didn't have any. Now that they have that sound, and even just the images of fans with yeah. the artificial sound, it's not the greatest thing in the world. I'd prefer it be real people, but it's better than absolutely nothing to me. So I'm glad I'm calling you in at the time that I did because you, you hear how that building sounds in Ring of Honor? You yeah. see the size of that building, how it's not right. really the biggest place? Imagine that being this year's WrestleMania. I mean, that's what this was. That's that's what I got a few months ago, which is why I was so adamant. No, I, mean, I, I get it. it. I don't want my heart broken. It's like going to the hospital to see your grandma one last time. I don't want to do this. No, I, I honestly feel for the wrestlers so much more than anything else, man. Because yeah. that's that that's what drives you. That I think that's why that, you didn't see the best high. of Jay Lethal. To be honest with you. Say that again? I think that's also why you didn't see the best of Jay Lethal. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that fan direction, that 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 energy, that feeding off the crowd deal, that's that's a lot of what he does. And he's yeah. not the only one. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Matt Seidel's another one. Oh, and, everybody. It doesn't matter how good someone is well, right now. Some of the heels are really good at, at blocking those just people. Just as good. Uh, the next uh, round matchup here, Josh Woods versus PJ Black. Oh my god. I'm this huge on Josh. So... Stop it. Just stop. <laughs> like if we, we could even skip talking about this. That's this match was so Yeah, this bad. match was no good. Holy crap. No Is good. it me or was one of them on like a two second delay from the other person? It's like they were reaching for each other, they're hopping around, they're trying to throw well, through an Irish whip and they could they miss the guy's hand no. or dude, it was so bad to watch this was another situation like we said earlier about jay lethal 20 years in he's not trying to break his neck pj i think has been in this business longer uh former wwe superstar justin gabriel the south african this guy uh has been all over the world i i don't i don't necessarily know how excited he really was to be in this tournament i didn't get the vibe he was really into it in the first round i didn't like his first round match so him in there with Josh Woods, I was like, what a waste for Josh because I thought Josh looked good against Kenny, and I think Josh looked good later on too uh, against uh, Grisham, which was the mm. next match 
uh, after Josh Woods and P.J. Black. I have no problem skipping this because I wasn't too enthralled either. Uh, quarterfinals down to the final four here. Jonathan Grisham against Josh Woods. Uh, that matchup just before the finals. I thought this was a great match. I and this you- brings me right to the point that to I was saying in the very <laughs> beginning. This match, he made Josh look like an absolute monster <laughs> did he not like he did no, but his he his, made his, him look so good in this match here's why i think that that happened and this is why i'm so big on josh josh is relatively new to the world of pro wrestling however this guy has all the credentials in the world i'm sure you heard it a thousand times during the course of the match uh, an NCAA All-American, this guy knows wrestling. It's like the back of his hand. But he's I definitely get Kurt Angle vibes right. from him. Right. I actually had a lot of this is pissing me off just based looked on his look, the way he was, his gear and everything. He gave me a lot of Matt Riddle vibes, and it was kind of irking me. Oh. <laughs> Bro. Uh, so I think what the happened with Josh Woods is Josh Woods, when he was in the ring with P.J. Black, you know, Josh had to kind of have PJ's match, and that's not how this is going to go. Same thing in the first round. Josh Woods was wrestling Kenny King. Kenny King's not a technical wrestler. So Josh kind of had to have Kenny's match. You know, these two guys were the veterans who were supposed to lead this young guy, and neither one of them did it. The reason why he got to this level is because they believe in him. So now he gets in the ring with Jonathan, who probably just looked him in the face and said, I don't care what we do. I'm going to feed all night, and you do what you do. That's it. Jonathan went out there and had Josh's match. Even the finish came sudden. Remember, like during the course of that matchup, Jonathan Grisham was on his back a lot. He right. was letting letting the wrestler do his thing, wrestle, because he knew in the end he'd outshine him. He's the vet, he's the veteran in that matchup. But Jonathan can he can run the match. He can follow him in the match. But if he's in the match, it's a good match. Yeah, but he played the big guy, little guy role perfectly he's not in there spinning around he's not in there doing moves that requires josh to do the cooperation for him Mm -hmm. he doesn't do that he went in there he acted scared he knew that in his mind this is the story he told me through his match through and just reading his face he is the better wrestler he can beat him he may have he may be a good wrestler but he's done this for many years. He's trained under the best people. He is better. However, he is bigger. So he needs to be smart. He needs to put himself in the right position. And he needs to work him down and take advantage of anything that he can. And as you can see, in the beginning, he's like sliding out of the ring. He's trying to avoid him a little bit. Try not to let him get too much out of him early because he'll lose it and he just kind of played the match like that which made josh look really good because when he did get his hands on him it looked impactful like he was really doing something to him but then josh found his pockets got in there worked him and that and that uh finish that you talk about when he put him into that stretch and locked that in oh my god yeah, that, that was put stretch yeah I love that move, man. Before, so good. before we get to that next match, you hit on something that you just triggered a memory in my head. One of the, one of the standout things about this tournament that I wanted to bring up on the show because it's very, very important. This is the educational part, part of the discussion, okay? Uh, the Have you ever heard, you you're, you in particular, because you don't spend too much time in locker rooms, have you ever heard the term worker? Yes. Okay. In your guesstimation, no right or wrong answer, it's subjective. What is your definition of a worker? Uh, a worker, I don't, 
okay, so in my brain, for some reason, right away it goes to Jobber, but it's not. I would imagine it's like a step up from Jobber. It's not someone who always constantly gets beat down, but mm-hmm. you're in that phase where you're kind of like earning your stripes. So you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna go in the ring and get dumpstered on. You're gonna mm-hmm. have some offense, but at the same time. It's going to be a little while before you're going to actually start coming out on top and you're, you are going to get your ass beat. That's what I think when you say worker. Okay, so worker doesn't necessarily have to do with uh, position. You you could be a main eventer. You could be a, a, a jabron who gets paid to do jobs and still be a good, uh, a good worker. Actually, some of the best workers we've had have been the uh, – enhancement talent which is the nice way of basically saying <laughs> your your old cat freeze those j brones <laughs> uh the reason why i bring up the term worker because the actual definition of it okay the actual definition of worker is he or she who can get into the ring right and not see you all day they they don't even need to see you they go to the car they go okay i'm wrestling this person they disappear they get into the ring and through body language, through positioning, through crowd audience, they could get through the match and have a fantastic match. It, anybody can go into a gym and take a few bumps and learn some sequencing and figure this out and figure that out. It's it's not a lot of people will say, well, he's a good worker because he can do moves. No, no, no. A worker, basically your definition of Jonathan Grisham is that of a worker. He controls the matchup at any point in time. The, the whole vibe of that match is going to change based on the way that he dictates this, okay? So the worker is pretty much the general. The general. The this veteran. is the guy who's calling the match. Hey, kid, follow me. This is what we're going to do. And they're able to change on a dime because it's all about the work. The work is universal. This is what makes wrestlers great, right? The Shawn Michaels of the world, like whatever people say, you know, Randy Orton, they go, this guy is great. It, they, this is... The workers are the guys that wrestlers turn to and they go, that guy's fucking fantastic. Because sometimes it would be someone you never even heard of who never made a bunch of money. But he's that fucking good. I wanted to bring that up because this tournament is a very, very good visual tool to figure out the difference between workers and non-workers. Because you can get a great talent in the ring. Right. And that doesn't necessarily make him a good worker. P.J. Black is a fantastic wrestler. I've seen him personally wrestle fantastic matches all around the world. But when he got in the ring with Josh, he couldn't get the best out of Josh. It wasn't horrible, but this was not something compared. If that match would have happened on AEW, I would have thought that match was match of the night. But it happened here amongst all these classic battles, right? Right. Same thing with Kenny King and Josh Woods. I've been in the building for Ring of Honor shows where I've seen Kenny King tear the house down. But having his match, great wrestler, great performer, not a worker. Jonathan Grisham took Josh Woods into the ring and said, you're going to follow me, but I'm going to do your shit. Watch how how this works. You're going to move at my speed. You're going to move at my tempo. And And Josh is a wrestler. So he kind of gets the nuances, but this is pro wrestling. So you're going to follow me, but I'm going to do your shit and watch how this shit gets over. And like you said, when that match was over, you had just seen Josh Woods for the third time at this point, and you weren't very big on him. 
But when that match was over, you were like, all right, well, Josh Bullard is not that bad. Exactly. I was like, because... yeah, he's actually, he's actually <laughs> pretty good. That's, like, and that's his moves and every, his move set and everything so far. That's a worker. Exactly. I, I don't care how much money you made in the business. That That's great. That makes you great. I'm not, I would never take anything away from someone's greatness. If you made money in the business, that means we all ate. But that does mm-hmm. not make you <laughs> a great right. worker. Grisham I mean, that's coming that across. goes for any sport, though, man. You have people who are captains, and you got people who are just elite players. So just because you're an elite player doesn't make you a captain. Yeah, so. Jordan could never coach. No, he'd, he'd be snuffing everybody. <laughs> what was it? Uh, uh, I forgot which player it was. I think it was Peyton Manning. He said, I will never be a coach. And he was like, why? It's because when I get behind center and I do this and I do that, I don't even think about it. I just do it. And if I right. ever had a quarterback – who couldn't do that? I, I would be confused. Right. Like I don't even know. Like, how do I explain what I do to someone else? I can't do that. Yeah. How I did just, you not see that guy yeah. standing there? <laughs> You're an idiot. What are you doing? You didn't see the middle linebacker twitching his shoulder? Oh, of course, that's an all-out blitz. You got to audible the run. It's like, wait, what? No, I don't see that. Like you see it? Oh man, our last semifinal match here. Was this an upset in your eyes, Jay Lethal? Versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Um, after kind of watching Tracy, whatever, I, only because I thought Jay Lethal was gonna. It, I really thought the main event was gonna be Jonathan and Jay. Right. I, I was so I was ready for it. So when he won, I was like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. you got me. I'm hooked. Now reel me in." <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I was I was happy to see that. Is that is that fucked up to say? No. I, I was happy to see that Jay didn't go to the end. He used his position to kind of push both of them up, really, because I mean he's tag team, and he was kind of calling Jonathan out in the beginning, and then having this this was a good match. Like like I said, the other matches with Jay, I wasn't really they were they were solid matches, but. I was actually like super into this one because probably because of Tracy. Well, if you remember the promo after Jay Lethal defeated David Finley, he, looking back on it, he set the loss up perfectly because right. after he beat David Finley, he goes on to Ring of Honor television for the post interview and he basically tells the world, "Hey, look, I'm not overlooking my opponent, but at this point, it's pretty clear it's going to be me and Jonathan." Like he just right. kept telling everybody, he's like, I don't want to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be arrogant or I'm just I'm just reading the tea leaves here. It looks the way that I feel and the way that I know Jonathan's feeling right now, it's gonna be me and him in the final. Right. So he like he was like, Call it a shot. Okay, this is gonna be it. And then they get into the ring and here's the second part of the educational portion of our show. Like I gave you guys worker. Now here's another term <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna clarify here. Because this is the one that I argue a lot about on social media with fans. Rub. Have you ever heard the term rub? Yes, okay. I've heard that. What is your definition or debt you know of of rub? Uh, it's when you uh, someone of a higher status uh, puts someone in a lower status in uh, a position to... Not it's not necessarily like a push. It's more of like I'm gonna put eyeballs on you. You gotta 
you got to do you got to take it from there type of deal so put them next to somebody big now they're looking at you this is your shot to to prove yourself without me grabbing you by the shoulders and pulling you up here right okay yeah pretty much uh we're gonna extend on that uh because that's the argument that i tend to have with people and i don't mean to throw any names under the bus here but a big example, a big reason why I was having arguments with people is I could not understand for the life of me why Chris Jericho was having a program with Orange Cassidy, right? And the whole argument was rub. Oh, he's given Orange Cassidy the rub. He's Chris Jericho. So this guy getting into the ring, getting into the program with Chris Jericho, that's the rub. He's giving him a rub. No. Because that's not how rubs work. Rubs, first of all, you're only getting the rub if it's successful. And what I mean by that is that the person who was supposedly, like you explained, of the lower status, okay? If the person in the lower status achieves a higher status to any degree, even if it's, like you said, the phrase that you used was more eyeballs, right? Even if it's to get more eyeballs on the guy, whatever the case may be, there has to be some sort of level of success that comes from the encounter. Okay, there's a belief, and this needs to change because if it doesn't change, it's we're gonna lose we're gonna lose rubs. They gotta go away, and we can't do no, that. We need, we I love need, rubs. We need, <laughs> we need those to stay. We need those. I love them too. Okay, we, we need those to stay. But if we don't do something about the verbiage of this, we're going to lose it. Okay. So what are they thinking Rub is? Okay, they're thinking Rub is Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho in the same room, in the same ring, on a poster card across from each other. That's the Rub. Oh, now, yeah. now they see them together. It's putting him on a higher level. It's making him being seen as a main event player. No, that's not the Rub. In order for the rub to work, it's not a one-person deal. It's not Chris Jericho just being in the room with Orange Cassidy. The way that the rub works is that both of them, both of them have work to do in this scenario, okay? Yes, Jericho has to get in the ring with this guy, but Jericho has to get the best out of him. Right. There's got to be some part where the audience is looking into the ring, they see the veteran, and they see the young guy, and they think to themselves, ha! The young guy has got no shot. He's Chris Jericho. He's been all over the world. He's one of the greatest of all time. Blah, 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 blah. And then during the course of the match, due to, due to Orange Cassidy's work, staying with him, hanging with him, countering those moves that we're all so familiar with. Oh, he, he stopped the code breaker. Oh, he countered the, the walls of Jericho back and forth, giving the audience the impression this guy is fucking for real. And the right. performance has to matter so much that the end or the finish shouldn't even matter. No, that's why I was just thinking that it shouldn't matter if that person wins or right. loses. It's it's if the anything. Effort. The loss could work. Losses better. tend to work Story. better. Yeah, because what the loss does is you don't pass the torch. What mm-hmm. a loss does is it protects the veteran. Yes, right. this guy put me through hell. And yeah, he was way tougher than I thought he was going to be, but he didn't beat me. Mm-hmm. That's how they end up you know, preserving it when it comes to the veteran. But that's my point. I'm bringing this up because Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy is a poor example of a rub. 
because Jericho's still on top. Orange Cassidy's still a joke. Okay, the I, the <laughs> man himself is a fantastic wrestler. I've known him for a long time. He's good. The gimmick is trash. Dude, I come on, hold on. Let's let's no, take no, a no. time out. No, 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 time out. No, no. <laughs> let's take a time out for a second. <laughs> I was entertained. I That's saw fine. this dude for the first time, yeah. and that gimmick is fucking hilarious. That's fine. I'm not saying it has no place. What I'm saying is, is it should not have been in the same room with a Chris Jericho. If you're AEW and he's the only, besides from Moxley, but even Moxley's kind of a mixed bag, right? He's the only real proven success you have. He should not be building characters that cannot be built. Orange Cassidy has a place. I laugh when I see his shit. It's fun. I get it. He's not winning any world titles, and he's not selling out any arenas with that gimmick. He's just not. He's the. Oh, I, dis- I laughed at I Santino. Listen, I laughed at Santino Morella. I didn't want him to be the WWE champion. Okay, this just what it is. Jericho. There are other stars that you can put in the ring with Orange Cassidy to try to get that out of him. It didn't need to be Chris Jericho, right. and this situation proved my point because Jay Lethal is the Chris Jericho of Ring of Honor. I believe that. He's the franchise. They said it a thousand times in this tournament. He's the man. And Tracy Williams, who has had some success with Ring of Honor, but even in their own promos, they admit, you know, they're indie guys to to a certain extent. Tracy Williams tapped out Jay Lethal in the middle of a Ring of Honor ring. I'm going to repeat that for the people in the back. Tracy Williams <laughs> tapped out Jay Lethal. Now, I know your people are going to hear this. They're going to go, but AJ, you just said, no, 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 follow me on this. Because during the course, you said it yourself, Dave, weren't too impressed with Jay Lethal in that first match. The one with uh, what's his, uh, Dalton Castle, right? right. It, it, was, it was okay. It was there. Yeah, that right. first one he was definitely gassed. Yeah, so yeah, it'd been a while, right? right. It'd been, it had yep. been a while, right? So he, he, they were all kind of getting in the driver's seat. First round for everybody was a little rough. Okay, right. so we gave him the benefit of the doubt, right? He's supposed to be the franchise, right? And, and that was the performance we got. Second time around, he's in there with another young guy. Okay, it was there, right? David Finley. He's a good athlete, good kid. He's a Finley, so obviously he's, you know, he's got some pedigree in his business. Cool. Was this or was this not the best showing of Jay Lethal right here against Tracy Williams? <clears throat> oh, yeah. And I think it's one of those things where um, Tracy kind of pulled that out of him a little bit because I think Tracy sped the match up a little bit yes, more. Yes, absolutely. So this is a situation where the rub works because what happens is in this scenario, Jay Lethal, who is the veteran, st- he looks good. The ma- he's, He held up his end of the match. And he still had a great match. But right. it is very clear, especially to someone like yourself who doesn't watch a whole lot of Ring of Honor, Tracy not only held up his end of the bargain, but it looked f- in, in moments in that matchup like he was the he superior the of the two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he carried the match. That is a rub. When and that's that saying match, something. Yeah. It's not saying that Jay did a bad job. Right. But Tracy carried that match. If if that match is balls, if Jay Lethal gives Tracy Williams the same effort he gave everybody else, 
right? I'm the man. This is my house. I don't have to break my neck for these fucking scrubs who are just now paying their dues. Fuck that. And Tracy Williams has the same finish. He taps Jay Lethal in the middle of the ring. Does that work the same way? Do you leave that match saying, wow, Tracy Williams is going to beat the shit out of Jonathan Grisham? No. Uh, I think it's even worse the other way. I think it's worse the other way where if Jay Lethal outshined him. Yep. That hurt him more if they than were, yeah. if Tracy didn't. If if yeah, like if if Jay had a bad match or whatever, then it's whatever. But yep. if Jay outshined Tracy by a by a large margin, and the then Tracy pulls it out in the end, it does. And not then happen. pulled on in, yeah, it does nothing. nothing. If anything, it has hurts to be him way more. Not only does it have to be as close to the middle as possible, the edge has to be in Tracy's corner. Correct. Jay has to perform this match. To where he looks like the veteran, but he it looks almost like you were saying earlier, did it look like somebody in I think it was Josh Woods and PJ Black. You said did it look like somebody was a half a step behind? He has yeah. to purposely look a half a step behind Tracy. He has to tell the audience, fuck, this kid is fucking running me into the ground. God damn he's good. Right. So that when that match was over, th- that effort by both guys, because Tracy was awesome in this match. That effort, though, between the two of them gave you a safety net when you think about it because this tournament read Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Grisham in the finals from moment one. Anything other than that, I think there would have been some level of disappointment, but they built a, the perfect replacement for that finals. By the time Tracy Williams got to the finals after those three matches, you were fucking ready to see Tracy Williams versus Jonathan Grisham for one of the most prestigious championships in Ring of Honor history. Mm. And that shit is fantastic. That's, folks, that's a fucking rub. So I just realized something, too. How many, if you can recall, because I, if you can recall, how many times did Jay Lethal bring up the fact that he thought it was going to be him and Jonathan in the finals? He did it in the very beginning. Yes. And he, then he yeah. also did it right before the Tracy match. Did he do it again? I can't remember. He uh, he did it right in the beginning. He called. He was the first match in the first round. Right, and he so called he, it then. He called it then. He said, "I I'm, I don't want to overlook blah 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 blah, but I think it's going to be me and Jonathan." Then when he had the match with uh, Finley, I don't think, I don't recall, uh, what the what the pre promo was, but I think he kept it. Think to, so. I think he kept that one to David, but. I get that's what I'm saying. He teased, he teased, he teased, and he teased, and then he dropped the ball. And then we get to the finals. Now, the finals was two of your the two your two favorite picks of well, this tournament. He said he said it after the David match. Yes, after in the, in the post. Okay, that's my point. I'm trying to make. I feel like this dude set that rub up from the very beginning of this tournament. Yep. Because remember when me and you were saying, I told y'all, I was like, yo, that's kind of. That's kind of lame. Like he says, oh, it's gonna be me and Jonathan, and now like I'm already in my head. Like, all right, it's gonna be those two. So I see Jay Lee throwing the ring. I'm like, all right, how is he gonna win this one? And then he brings it up again right before the match with Tracy. Yep. And then that happens. So and that's beautiful that, storytelling because now that's amazing. Now what's gonna I end didn't up realize happen- that until just now. Now what's gonna end up happening? And I'll get to it when we're done with this match. But give me your thoughts on Grisham and Williams in the finals. Oh my god! 
it's it's oh my god professional Those wrestling <laughs> like i'm 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 so hyped to watch more of these guys i'm telling you i'm, I'm going on a crush i'm like binge here soon i want to find some of his older stuff and just kind of see like where he was before and like how he's grown to this wrestler that he is right now and tracy uh man that dude that dude's got a big future ahead of him man he really does this this dude works they they told the story they worked the arms they the 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 wrestling was just amazing fluid they connected they didn't seem sloppy they they didn't miss any marks and they just kept the flow going the entire you were just into it the entire time so that's uh that match it was it's a really good match i just found the jonathan grisham match on youtube that i called uh him and john silver in house of glory (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna have to send that to me yeah i'm gonna send that one to you that way you can hear me tell the dog joke <laughs> i actually didn't know much about his story at the time fuck i felt so bad because um normally when i do shows for commentary i i like it's not a it's not a thing that all commentators do but i i like when i get the, when i walk into the building and i get the match card i like walking up to the guys and talking to them you know i like you know what do you what do you want me to say? What do you call this? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what's your history? What's your background? What do you, what do you, you know? Give me some, sh- give me some some tools that I could use to build this nice house for you on camera. And uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him before his match because his match, technically speaking, wasn't a House of Glory match. They were there on behalf of another company, Beyond Wrestling. So uh, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, they they got there at different times. I don't know if they were a throw on. I'm, I don't remember how that went, but I didn't get a chance to talk to them until after. So I felt bad. So this commentary might not be the the most informative because I was I was literally googling him uh, before the match. And four years ago, there wasn't much on Jonathan Grisham out there. Now right. he holds all the belts and has one of the coolest wrestling entrance masks I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Dude, everything about him is just—he's got it. He's—he's—he's he's, got it. He's got it right now. So let's just keep watching, that, man. That dude is the man. He's the dude. So, so it's watching him in the ring is just phenomenal. So at the end, his tag partner puts him over. In comes Jay Lethal. <clears throat> uh, he's doing the hug deal. Uh, Grisham wins the tournament in in in, in sudden fashion because Jonathan let Tracy give him the business too. Uh, mm-hmm. The continuous theme throughout the tournament is Tracy was a master at getting his opponents to utilize the rope breaks. He was right. getting the wrestlers <clears throat> to use all of their rope breaks, and that's how he was winning matches. And the question yeah. going, I love the fact that we can even talk about this. The the talk going into the finals was strategy wise. Would Tracy be able to get Jonathan to do that, considering how smart an in-ring guy Jonathan is? He knows that if he puts his uh, back to a wall against Tracy, it's a very good chance that Tracy would tap him because, as the commentator stated, Tracy won all of his matches uh, through submission. But Grisham had a pin, a submission, and a ref stoppage. So the thing was is that Tracy, we know what Tracy's plan is. We don't know what John's is. So will he be it was just great to just hear people talk actual sports based strategy and logic 
And there was in story. story. Story was a big part of this, yeah. man. Like you just said, Jonathan went through all the way up until the match right before that, never touching a rope. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He never, he never touched a rope, and no. I noticed that. No, but they pointed that stuff out to me as I'm watching the match. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit! They made it such a big deal when he used two the match before. They so made a big deal out of it. Out. Yeah. When he when he touched it the yeah. first time. Yeah, they went crazy when they when he was like, "Oh my god, he touched the rope." Because it what? went it it went into the story of whether how, how it would they were able to use the ropes to tell you how close Tracy is to winning this. Because right. they were like, "Oh my god, he touched the first rope." Then when he grabbed the second, the story became he has now touched more ropes in this match than in the entire tournament. Right. So now it's like, "Oh shit, is this an issue? Could could Tracy be on his way here to pull off yet another upset?" And eventually went to the to the guy that they wanted. The cool thing is too is that they're trying to use the that, obviously they're trying to use the ropes as a selling point, right? Because right. that's one of the gimmicks of the match, so it makes sense. It wouldn't make any sense at all what they're building if Tracy didn't tap Jay Lethal. Yeah, because if he didn't tap Jay Lethal, first of all, it. The fact that he tapped him in general was like, oh, my, like you said, like, holy crap, he made him tap. Word, That's yeah. nuts. So it's like, oh, wait a minute. If he can make him tap, he yeah. might actually be able to make this guy tap. They made so, him, yeah. Yep. Because of that, the whole rope thing that they're trying to sell makes sense. Don't tell me anything about ropes if this guy doesn't even do submissions. What's the point of the rope break? You know what I mean? Right. Like maybe pinfall type of deal, but all of that together, like going over it's really piecing it together for me. How much thought went into this? Because yeah, remember the Tracy, the Tracy J. Lethal match, he made J. Lethal ex, uh, exhaust all of his rope breaks. So the winning submission, if you remember correctly, Jay reached the ropes. For right. that last submission, but it was useless to him because exactly. he had already. And that's uh, another part of the storytelling and, and part of the strategy, <laughs> which was which was now because the commentators can say if Grisham uses all of his ropes, there's a good chance that Tracy could tap him, and yep. I believe that now because he just tapped him. Because I just saw it, he and just not only did I see it, but he was reaching for the ropes when he did it, couldn't on the way. Oh my. So good. It was so good. So this was so good. <laughs> this tournament was so fucking dope. <laughs> it was so good. If they could just give you some artificial sound, man, I I now it would have been perfect. Now for those wondering, uh this whole thing that we're talking about here, folks, was the tournament to crown the new champion. Uh I I'm very fortunate that I was a fan during the time in which the title existed originally. And uh the style of match that we saw throughout the course of this tournament. That's what the pure championship title is for. So these matches are here to stay and Jonathan Grisham as its champion uh will now be he will now be defending the title under those rules going forward. So that's part of the attraction of the uh of the pure championship. You get to see these styles at least once a show now or as many times as they allow him to defend that championship. So I'm looking right. forward to this. Uh, during the course of the tournament, folks, for those of you who didn't get a chance to see it yet, maybe listening to this now will give you a want to go check it out. I definitely suggest you guys do. I sent my brother uh, links from Fight. It's on the Fight app. F-I-T-E is where you can go to check out this wonderful tournament in, in, in its full glory. You can check out all the matches there. Uh, 
in between, as the rounds got higher up, they needed to fill time, so they started having other matches. Did you get a chance to see like EC3, the Briscoes, all those different matches? Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw all of those. I saw. Them. It was so hilarious because I, I normally like all those talents. I was completely taken out of it. It's like I don't even want to see these matches. I just want to watch the tournament matches. I was like, I don't want to see regular wrestling anymore right now from you guys. I think that was the problem. You're getting so enthralled, and you've been enthralled watching ROH for a little bit now uh, off of this tournament for that type of wrestling, and then you get like an actual match. Like it went back to the other shit. Yeah, like you were mad hype for some good old-fashioned wrestling, and not that it was bad. It's just, again, it's just... It was overload. If we go back to the old stuff, and then every now and then you throw me one of these matches, I think I'll get back into it and I'm good. But right. but to see like five consecutive pure title tournament matches and then a tables match or whatever the fuck that was, I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I, I have I enough of that bullshit little, on my DVR. I was over that little section with I don't even remember their names. The dude with the dreads and the the yeah, come on man. Know. Will you hear me, man? <laughs> Sound like Bart Simpson. <laughs> I skipped right. I watched the first one, and then I was trying to like get through to the matches. Yes. And I saw that, so I was like, "Oh, here's another middle thing." So let me watch this real quick. And it was those. I was like, "No, I'm not doing this." I, I, don't <laughs> have time for this I right can't now. do this. Yeah. So no, let's no, no. keep the vibe of good professional wrestling moving here, because I want to take you overseas. I sent you a main event snapshot it's like this is where you need to go this is what you need to link to you got to watch this when i sent it to you i hadn't seen it yet but i knew that we were going to talk about it because of enough people that i trust oh okay let's talk about young bucks first you want to talk about young bucks first okay because you want to talk about young bucks first because what you're about to talk about might be wrestling greatness. So let's save that for the last. You want to oh, okay? You want to go main event with that one? That one yeah, deserves I main to be the main, the main event. The, the, the fucking okay. brawl. Okay, no, match. I'm with it. All right, no, I'm flexible, <laughs> baby. Because listen, I was gonna try to keep the positive vibes going because the young buck shit is gonna piss us off. So anyway, yeah, okay, cool. No, the the U- NXT UK title match we'll leave for last. That's our main event. So let's let's head to Jacksonville. Let's talk about AEW for a little bit here because they have a big pay per view coming up this Saturday. Full gear. They do. They do. I'm actually hyped for it. Well, let's 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 start from the beginning here. The first thing, before we even talk about that, because I sent you that information today. But before, when originally when I gave you the rundown for the show, I said watch the Young Bucks versus Private Party on AEW this past week. That just happened because right. I wanted to get your thoughts on everything i just just the way that they put this shit together um first of all did you like the match it was phenomenal okay which is saying something because i'm not a young bucks guy right i don't like their look they're they're a great tag team they're just very generic and the headbands and the it's like very reminiscent of like Shawn michaels ish and not even just referring to the super kick just the theatrics of it. I don't know. It just I I don't like it. I know they're phenomenal. I know they're a great tag team. I know they've been doing it a long time. I'm not discrediting them. I don't like it. Right. However, right. This private party is dope. They are so good. 
they're like they're almost like a, 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 a Vince wet dream as far as tag team goes. They, they go out there, they do their thing, but yet they're colorful and they have a gimmick and it works and they're great together and they, they look funny. They have fun and like I feel like kids would just absolutely love that tag team. Hmm. Okay. All you right. don't feel the same way? Well, look, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not a kid, so I can no, see. No, well, see, here's not. the thing. I love, I love Private Party, the guys, right? I took Mark Quinn with me to Texas, right? I, I, I used to sit next to Isaiah Cassidy every hog show. Uh, he was my bell ringer while I was ring announcing. Like, we go way back, me and Private Party. I mean, we're, we're day one guys, right? I've been with them since day one. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm proud of them. I'm not a fan of the way that they do their matches. They're athletic as fuck. They're energetic as fuck. Their charisma level is ridiculous. The fans love them. They got over hard when they first went to AEW. So I actually feel like they got jerked around a little bit. And uh, and uh, the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks were a big part of that, by the way, for people who have been watching since the beginning. I enjoyed this match though. Uh, I feel the same way you do about the Bucks, and I've been watching them a lot longer than you have, and I've called their matches, and so I know how difficult it can be to call a Young Buck match. So, JR, I sympathize with you. Trust me. Uh, but I, I'm not a big fan of the style, right? Like, this particular match, I actually really enjoyed, and I'm going to get into why in, in, in specifically about this match. Because one of the things that I hate the most about the fucking Young Bucks is I, I don't think they're funny. I don't. I get some people do. I know they have the big YouTube show, uh, Being the Elite. They do all this these skits and all this funny stuff. And when they get in the ring, they like to do a little ha-ha. I get it. When the Young Bucks are serious, when they, when it's, when it's, when they put the goofy shit down for a second and just be the Bucks, timing, precision, in the right place at the right time. A combination of moves. Melter driver. The the bang, more bang for your buck. Their create when they let their creativity shine, right? That's you said before how they appear very bland. What sets them apart is the shit they can do. They're they're very they're they're bland as far as look goes, but their in ring is flashy as fuck. And when they're not trying to be entertainers and they're just they just do their shit. They're the best at that fucking Cirque du Soleil shit. I I remember I'll tell everybody a quick inside story. One that opened my eyes real quick to the Young Bucks before I even knew really what I was looking at. You remember a show a while ago, oof, ten years ago, something like that, where I was working with the Briscoes. Uh it was a FSW, I think it was, here in Brooklyn. I was working with mm-hmm. the Briscoes. And the Briscoes were going to work with us to do a, a seminar at our school, the school that we were doing at the time, Ludus. And they were the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions at the time that they came. And the only reason they came, to be honest with you, yeah, they're close to the SAT, but in my opinion, the only reason when it came is it, 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 it was a payday and Ring of Honor was already in New York. I think they were doing Final Battle. I can't remember what show it was. And they were the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. And they wrestled for the final battle show. I believe it was final battle. I can't remember which one it was. But they wrestled the show against the Young Bucks for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. And then the next day, they came to our school to do the seminar. And then later that night, they wrestled the SAT in the main event of the show. Okay? 
I remember very, very distinctly. I laugh about it to this day. So they wrestled the Young Bucks on the show before. And I, I was part of, uh, I don't want to say management, but I was helping out with the school. So I, I happened to be there when the Briscoes came early before all the students and all the people came, and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, everyone's shooting the breeze. Everyone's talking. It's just whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to name any names as to who said what, but one of the Briscoes, like, like Joel asked one of the Briscoes, he said, well, how the, how the fuck did last night go? Because the SATs wrestled Young Bucks before, so they know what the headache is like. So mm-hmm. they said, they said, yeah, how'd that match with the Young Bucks go? And they went, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck does that mean? What is, oh, fuck. He's like, no, look, listen, they're great, right? They're a great fucking team. They just do everything at 100 miles a fucking hour. Everything right. is ting, 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 ting. And you have to be in the right spot. And you have to be in the right place. If you fuck up by a centimeter, the match is trash. And this was years ago, right? They've obviously matured and gotten better since. Clearly, based on this match, you can tell they've slowed mm-hmm. up a bit. They're doing things a little smarter. They're in the right places now. But that's kind of always been their shtick. They're just all over the place. Mexican jumping beans. They're... They were the Lucha Bros before Lucha Bros got got popular. They just would just bounce around and do crazy shit. So when I watched them now, I I always kind of watched them through that lens. Even when I called their matches myself, I would I would run out. I would have to have my energy up because these motherfuckers. I have to watch the whole room because I don't know when the, the next motherfucker is gonna dive. So it's <laughs> like more bang for your bucks. So it's a front dive, then the four fifty, and then Nick jumps to the holes the ropes, and then fucking Matt goes through, and it, that turns into a DDT on the floor, and then they pose and do that little soup, that stupid taunt with the the double bicep, which none of neither one of them have biceps, but they do. <laughs> but they do. I was, a, I was thinking that today. I'm like, what are they flexing? Yes. I see clearly they are flexing on people. Yes. I don't know what exactly that they're. They're flexing. doing the pose, but they're not really showing anything. It's the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> But they they do the pose and you and you have to call the pose. That was very big. You have to and then you have to you know you have to give them the old young boys or whatever the fuck they want you to say. And yeah. it's just you watch that match. I wanted you to see that match because the whole the choreography. The I, we were saying before about the Ring of Honor <clears throat> pure tournament about just grappling, right? Getting in there, getting a feel for the guy. Workers, right? It's just no matter what happens, we'll figure it out. The match is gonna be dope regardless. That is not them. If that match is off by a millimeter, the, the match is trash. There's, there's nothing you can do with that. And this Saturday, they're going into the ring with FTR, who might arguably be the best working tag team in the last 10 or 15 years. So that match is either going to be really good or a fucking car crash. Right. I don't know, either or. But you did enjoy the match, though. And you said it yourself. You're not a big Young Buck guy, but this one got you. This one, it was, I think it was because I really enjoyed um, Private Party. Okay. I like their energy. Everything that you're saying about the Young Bucks, I saw in Private Party. I saw the energy. I saw the tag team move. I saw the little little gimmick, the little dancing around, the high five when they double dive off the side, the... The constant like bam, bam, hit you here, boom, roll over, hold you here, kick, boom, jump over, you stomp. They did like this really cool like uh, he had him on his knees, bent on his knees, and then the guy did a, a, a backflip. And if, if he would have landed it just a little bit better, it would have looked better. But the idea of it was dope. Like 
all of it was really good. I was super into them. I saw them on AEW before, so that wasn't the first time me watching them. But I just thought it. I, I really like them. Now, the Young Bucks. This is a little. This one was a little weird because, and I don't remember both of their names, but the one guy's ankle was hurt. He had to play that off. Right. So, so it wasn't as ridiculously fast as I believe it could have been because it was really one guy technically carrying the weight. Yeah, he was selling an injury from the week before. He's selling an injury, correct, from the chair, the Mm -hmm. thing they did with the chair with his ankle. Yes. So hopefully he's a little bit better for the match coming up on the pay-per-view uh, coming up this this weekend, right? This Saturday live on the no. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it was good, man. I I enjoyed this matches. I didn't think I was going to, to be honest with you. You were like, "Oh, check out the Young Bucks match." I'm like, Bleh. but it was no, good. I was I, I was I sent I talked I said to to watch that one in particular to see exactly if this particular match would change your mind because. This is evidence that if you can if you can have the young buck match, you're you're it's gonna work. And private party is a smaller, blacker version of the young bucks, so it works for these two teams. Neither of these two teams can have this match <laughs> with literally almost anybody else. Maybe the Lucha Bros. Definitely, I've seen uh, Santana and Ortiz have the best private party matches of all time. I've called those and. Even I'll tell you, okay, yeah, those are pretty fucking cool. Uh, right. But then again, it's Santana and Ortiz, and they're workers. So they, right. they, they can do that so, shit about it. But that brings me to my main point of this match is, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's fun. But, like, if if they're not, as a tag team, if you're not in the WWE, what's the point? And the only reason why I say that is because, like I said, which is why I like Private Party, they, they looked gimmicky, they looked like they had fun, they they bring a certain energy. Seeing those guys with the colorful Titantron and the stuff going all over, like that's, that's very fun to watch. That's great to see them as a tag team because that's what they bring to the table to the WWE. But to me, and I we touched on this before, where is tag team wrestling? Like no one's really looking for it per se. You have your tag teams that you like to watch, like the Young Bucks and stuff like that, but like it's not it doesn't really like I don't know. I just I watched it, it was cool, but I mean you can get better theatrics at a higher level somewhere else. So I don't know. That's when just what I was when thinking. When it comes down to the theatrics, yes. That's the problem that a lot of people who are wrestling fans seem to be having with AEW. Because you were supposed to be different from the guys on the other channel. Right. That was the whole... I mean, they are. I mean, they're different, but are they better? And then they're not. So yeah, it'll all blow over soon. It'll all blow over. Well, speaking of blowing over, we're almost at the end of this thing. So, main event time. Oh NXT UK. I was first brought on to this match. I sent it to you, but I I don't regularly watch NXT UK. Trust me, I have a lot of wrestling on my plate. And even though it's good wrestling, like if you watched NXT UK regularly. There's such good wrestling over there. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not good. I just, my plate is so full as it is. I can't watch it regularly. When I'm doing laundry, 
when I'm doing stuff around the house and I, I got the network on my brand new fat ass TV in my bedroom now, which is a smart TV and I can just load up my apps in my bedroom now, I'll throw on the fucking network and I'll watch some of it. So I, but I didn't see this one live. So it was sent to me through a message and they were like, watch this. I was like, all right, fine. And I watched it and it was dope. But I it was, was like, insane. I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send this to Dave. Let's talk about it. Well, I have my thoughts on it, but I'm genuinely curious after everything that I just said. I'm done talking right now. Why don't, why don't you, what, what was so insane? What did you, first of all, what were your impressions of the two, the two performers? This is your first time seeing both of these guys, right? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I didn't watch any UK at all. Honestly, didn't even know that was a thing until you sent me this. So I, I put it on. I'm, it's funny because I couldn't sleep. There was a, one of these that I just couldn't sleep. I was like, dude, I, I'm just going to go sit out there. I didn't even plan to watch wrestling. I was kind of sitting here staring at my screen, and I'm like, I called my buddy up. I'm like, what are you doing? He said nothing, so we're just kind of sitting there. And I'm like, my brother sent me a match. Let me check it out. It's from, like, UK thing. And he's like, oh, I heard about that, like, the UK uh, wrestling and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, let's check it out. He just sent me one match. It's not a whole show. So let's, let's just take a look at it. Oh, my. I've never paused a match more in my life. Like, I slow-moed it. I, like, I was like, at one point, the match starts off normal. And then the chops start coming. And you're like, man, he's really, like, chopping a lot and then you're like he's really chopping him hard and then at one point he dead at walter dead as punched dragon off in the neck like a yeah. punch like a closed fist punch in the neck not the clavicle not the shoulder not the upper chest not in the chest he literally was stretching him use his elbow use his elbow to expose his ear, like literally like squared off his ear so that the only thing you could see was Dragunov's ear <laughs> and cocked back his arm and punched him as hard as he could in his ear. Dude, I paused this match a thousand times just to like, did he really make contact like that? And that would pause it on contact. Dudes were flying through the air. It was, it was just... That Dragonoff dude could take it. I would. You think Walter is scary for beating the shit out of him? I would never want to fight a man like Dragonoff. <laughs> I can't hurt him. The, There's the nothing whole, I can do to hurt him. The whole match, he kept screaming that Russian thing out loud, and the commentators were like, "He's." It means invincible, and he just kept shouting it the entire match. Like he's literally, as you're beating his ass, he's telling you, "You cannot fucking kill me." Dude, like, like three-fourths of the match in, he's screaming more, like, harder, like, hit me. What do you do? Like, dude, well, this, this, is... this match was insane. And it wasn't any – there was no lack of – there was no – it was still a wrestling match. Yeah. Like, they still did some powerful moves, and yeah. they meant something, but they also found time to beat the – Rap out of each other, dude. Yeah, I don't know if you have any web browsers up. I don't know if your Facebook or anything is up. I just sent you my favorite Volta chop of all time, when Walter chopped the soul out of Adam Cole. That's my favorite Walter chop ever. I just sent it to you, but uh, this is one of my first matches with Dragonoff. I'm very versed 
with Volta. This man is, is the ring general. This guy is amazing. He's special. Let me know when you watch that video. I saw it. He just flipped that guy, dude. <laughs> Holy. He's chopping. He hits hard. He hits hard. But believe it or not, from people that I've spoken to who work with him, it's the only thing he really truly hits you with is that open hand. But Oh, I get I, he's got professional written all over him. No, like, yeah, he is snug as fuck. He's he he comes off as one of those guys as he'll like lean into you and just be like, Listen, we're gonna have an amazing match. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I'm gonna but you're not him. gonna die. Do you understand that? <laughs> We're gonna make money tonight, baby. Just grit your teeth. And that's a and that's a do you understand that with yeah. a period at the end. That is not a question. <laughs> it's more of a statement than an inquiry. Yeah, I'm yeah. letting you know. It's coming. What's happening. But that's the thing, like when people when people get in the ring with him, like you just have to like I'll never forget, I got a message from Santana. Because they were uh, they were in Europe and they were gonna take on Volter and somebody else and he goes yeah I got Volter next week I was like yo and are you ready to die yeah I was like no I just put yo and he goes yeah I know <laughs> and I was like fuck me but you know what like the, he's one of those individuals that his work his work is like if you one of the parts that I think is so masterful about this match. Is that if you're a casual, right? What you're going to take away from this match is how physical it was. They right. just would not stop beating the fuck out of each other to the point where when the match was over, they just both laid there dead. Like the commentators were like, "Yeah, we're gonna need all the help. Like not even a lot, all the help that is here. Yeah. We're gonna need all as of many it. hands on both these bodies as possible." Yeah, as a performer, as somebody who does this, and when I sit down with other people who do this and they watch this match. That is what we call a money match. That is not a match that you have all the fucking time. They they no. they built that match up perfectly. They had Dragunov go through a lot of different types of opponents because they wanted to make sure that you were on board with the idea that he was tough to beat. Because Walter already has a reputation of a guy who just doesn't lose. Just doesn't. When uh, he came to the WWE... Which was a shock to everybody when he, because he's, listen, he was making dates, brother, okay? But Pete Dunne was the, was the NXT UK champion. He had been the UK champion for over 600 days. Pete Dunne was running with that belt. Nobody here could stop him. Even the non-UK guys. He, they ended up having Pete Dunne defend that belt against Americans. It was all over the place. No one could stop Pete Dunne. Walter debuts. And immediately gets put into the ring with Pete Dunne and wins the title. That was how he debuted. And has had it ever since. And he has had it ever since. And I know people are going to say, well, you know, it was the pandemic. He had time off. No, bitch. The plan was for him to have it for fucking forever. Because to be honest with you, you can't beat this guy. And I don't mean like in the sense of in the physical. I mean as a it's booker, as a believable. promoter. It's yeah. got to be believable. As it's like booker, the... Um, What's the why can't I why am I drawing a blank on his name? Lesnar. It's the Lesnar effect. Yes, the Lesnar effect. Very much so, yes. Because any any match that he's in is money. So when right. you have him beat, it's gotta be with someone that you're gonna make money with later on. Someone you're trying to make. This match with Dragonov, we were talking earlier about a rub. 
about how Jay Lethal's effort against Tracy Williams oh, made this is the perfect example. another example of it where Dragunov, yes, if Dragunov is invincible, yes, that's cool, right? Because he's going to be very hard to beat. But that invincibility will only go but so far. For invincibility to be legend, something that's just attached to you for forever, it needs to be tested. And no one can test a human being's durability better. Yeah. That Roman. gimmick is solidified now because if not he only did he go up against one of the toughest people in the biz in, in that business, yeah. but he lost, which proves our point earlier. He lost, yeah. but he came out looking. Who fantastic. else is going to beat him like that? Right. Like who else in that in the back can give him an ass whooping like he just got? So if you can't beat me like the worst I've been beat, yeah, I'm I'm gonna it's I can look invincible later, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which then can turn into another Walter match where he could possibly win because he's gotten better over time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, he's been tested. He knows what his limits are now. You know, he was still. He, he put everything he had into this match, and of course, uh, he being dragged off, he, he gave everything he could in that match. And you can spin it both ways. You can say, wow, Walter is usually the guy that does the beating, right? He's usually the guy that gets his ass, that does all the ass kicking. That's the usual situation. In this particular matchup, he took a pretty good ass kicking too, because Dragunov would not stop. Every time he got hit, he came back and hit back. And it goes, oh, yeah. and I always, whenever I see matches like this, and it's the first thing that I thought of while live while I was watching it, because the story they were telling about Dragunov just taking this beating, and like you said, more. Like, that's that to me was bigger than any suplex, bigger than any chop. The fact that he was taking this beating to the point where even the UK guys are like, all right, this is a little OD. And he's looking at this monster in the face, and he's like, do it again. <laughs> like, yes, sir, please, may I have a fuck another. Like, I'm not through. You're going to have to fuck. I think he said it in the promo package. He told him, you're going to have to fucking kill me. You're right. not going to stop me. I'm surprised his heart didn't explode. Yeah. You saw How do you have ready? blood in the match with zero cuts on anybody? <laughs> he had welt. He had welt, but this man was spitting blood. Yeah. All over the place. Not a single cut on his body. But there was tons of blood. So that should tell you how what his insides are probably to this day still has scabs inside of his chest. Legend has it he bleeds to this day. This was this match was just something else. I was watching I forget who posted it, but saw something that's saying like this is what we could have had uh if something with wrestling you can't have this every no this but is- i i will explain what he means uh that was uh I, I think i have it here in front of me uh hold on one second it was because i think oh i think i sent it to your text message hold on i have it saved here it was Cornette. Cornette had Cornette, said, yeah jim Cornette. yeah, yeah. i see it uh, <clears throat> just saw walter versus what's that ia from the nxt uk if you've been wondering this is what pro wrestling could have evolved into right uh into had it not been uh com- what is that commended that's a weird word commended by comedian writers and commandeered? backyard cops 
Commandeered. Okay, I was reading it wrong. That's why it's a weird word, because I'm reading it like an idiot. <laughs> uh, commandeered by comedy writers <clears throat> and uh, backyard cosplayers. A masterpiece of the true art of worked combat. Kudos to both. Right. Now, to your point, like you said a second ago, you can't do that every night. That's not what he's suggesting. There's that word again. The work. Yeah. <laughs> You can't you can't do that match every night. That's why we call it a money match. You have to build properly to a right. match like that. Walter was already built, but they had they had to build an opponent for Walter to make that kind of money. Okay, like I said before, Dragunov went through different types of opponents to get there. That's what Cornette's talking about. If if Walter is this kick ass champion, right? And he's just beating the shit out of everybody. He's a menace. He rarely ever wrestles because you can't have a guy like that performing every night. Keep him special. The Lesnar effect, like you said. But Dragunov is wrestling every night because he's trying to work his way up to that top position. If he had, if Dragunov had burned through all these opponents and he's doing the whole invincible deal and I can't be stopped and I can't be beat up and they're getting ready to make this match. Let's say they haven't even made the match yet, but he's on such a hot streak. The fans are clamoring for it. We need these two to fucking collide. I will give you my life savings to put this match together, right? And next week on NXT UK, Dragunov would have showed up on camera with a bow tie and a black suit and some go-go dancers and some rockets or whatever. And he would have been doing the two-step and the cha-cha with one of those cigarettes in the plastic thing. And he's just, huh, I'd like a shout-out to the NXT UK title because I'm debonair. And the point is, is if the guy, the same guy was going to do stupid shit along the way, who is going to want to fucking see that match after that? All right. He, he won a few matches, and then he started dancing around like a goof on fucking TV. Fuck it. I'm good. Never mind. It's the same thing in, in UFC when they have these big fighters and these guys are established as fuck and then you have these no-name losers who are just trying to get attention so they start coming to the ring in, on giraffes and and they, they, they're like having their coach uh, amp them up by kicking them in the balls and spitting in their mouths or whatever the fuck, like goofy shit for TV to try to fucking get over instead of just being a badass and getting in there and fighting. That's what he's trying to say match. Do you not see this match as kind of being a little bit of a hindrance as well? Hindrance how? Because you can't have this match at the higher level. High level as far as Raw and SmackDown? Correct. So who is it hindering? You cannot have you this You can match. have it on NXT UK, though. Okay, so, so that means they're, they plan to go no farther than that. Bro, we're at a stage because now in WWE me, where people who I'm talking about me. I'm I'm I represent the casual community. Right. Well, even with saying that, I'm not ignorant. Right. So there are more ignorant casuals than myself. Yes. I know you can't have that match every day. That is and correct. the fact that you've got that, you haven't even gotten that in a long time. I can't I don't even know the last time I've ever seen something that insanely. We actually brutal. just had a match that brutal not too long ago where a lot of people were comparing it to Balor, Kyle O'Reilly at uh what was that, thirty one, where the one where Balor's jaw got broken. Okay. We just talked about that match on the show a little while ago. That was also very, very physical. I don't know. I don't remember having this. That's having the same impact. But here's as the this. thing. And no, 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 no. If you're gonna ask me which of the two was better, I'm gonna go with this one. But here's the deal. T- let's look at the two shows that housed these two matches. NXT. Talking about the the one the Finn. No, hell no. That was no. That was not even close to the intensity as this. No, I'm you not. You said it was that. better. 
No, it has nothing to do with better. I'm talking about people should not be comparing the two. Well, there is nothing that. that I can remember, and I haven't watched wrestling in a while, but I did see that one. Yeah. That is going to compare to the brutalness of this match. I'm not buying that. You're not oh, selling me that Finn Balor match. And I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general. Like I don't. That, but this is feeding my point that about how that they would even compare this to that. You're not going to get this anywhere else. So for someone like me who's seen these people for the first time, and then you see them later when they're not doing this, wouldn't that? Wouldn't you think the effect would be like? These matches are boring because they're not as intense as this one. For for that's what I'm saying. You can't have this match at the higher level. So, are they? Do they plan to stay in UK forever? I thought it was developmental. Are they not moving up? Because I don't see them do doing this and having the same effect at the higher level. No, uh, they they have no intentions of going up. See the, the the problem that we're having <laughs> is if you're looking at it on through the lens of a casual, you look at the WWE, you look at Raw, SmackDown, all the cameras, all the networks, all the ratings. That's the main show. To performers, it isn't anymore. Really, there's a lot of people who are in NXT who have been there for as long as they've been there because they don't want to go to Raw and SmackDown, and there are people who are on Raw and SmackDown who don't want to be on Raw and SmackDown anymore and would love very much so to either be on the NXT brands or just fucking let me go. That's how AEW got a lot of the stars they have. Dean Ambrose didn't get fired from WWE. He ran screaming from that place. Brody Lee did not get fired from WWE. He ran screaming from that place. Cody Rhodes, down the line. WWE is not the safe haven it used to be. There are not a lot of people running for the opportunity to be there. now, It's not Rose, a safe haven, but it is... It's still the top brand. Perfectly. It's, and it will always be the top right. brand. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the goal that everybody wants to attain. Listen, I like AEW. I like ROH. I like these other segments. All the other, these other shows. But if I had to choose and only able to watch one gun to my head, can't watch anymore, I'm not even going to think twice about it. Because, yes, I know a lot of these longtime hardcore fans are jaded and the things can get a little bit more annoying. And it depends on what you want to see. But some of the wrestling ain't too far off from what you're seeing in Raw. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest. But like, here's the deal. If you remove... If you remove, because Raw and SmackDown right now, currently, with the exception of, I'll say Roman Reigns maybe, but for the most part, everybody who's a top star, anybody who's anybody on those two rosters, are former NXT, ROH, New Japan guys. Okay. They, they, like you said, the goal is to get there, right? So for for the ones who are still on Raw and SmackDown, they're part of the group of people that did make it there that didn't run screaming from it because they're in high-profile situations. So while, right. yes, we'll use AJ Styles as an example. If you pluck AJ Styles off of Raw right now and plug him into any company in the world, he fits, right? And that's not I get a, that. And that's a compliment because he's 40-something years old and the boy is still nasty, right? But the way that he would be used on those other shows is not the way he's being used on Raw. That's why people are kind of split on him. He stays on Raw because he knows 
that I'm 40-something years old. I've been doing Spiral Tap off the top rope for 20 fucking years. Fuck you guys. I don't want to have Match of the Year anymore. I've only been doing that every year for 20 years. I'd like to chill and do nothing and make a whole lot of money to do it. So there right. are people who watch Raw and go, yeah, he's a really good athlete. He could do a lot of cool shit. But people who have watched him knows he's only he's only moving at 15%. This, this is, that's why a lot of people can't watch Raw and SmackDown because their favorites are on those brands and they're being used to shit. Shinsuke Nakamura is one of the greatest superstars to ever come out of New Japan. When he came to NXT, it was one of the most successful and highly touted debuts of all time. People forget he's on SmackDown now. So they're like, oh, fuck. And there's people online all the time, oh, release him. Let him go. Let him go back to Japan. But then here's Shinsuke going, I don't want to go back to Japan right now. If I go back right. to Japan, they're going to beat the I'm shit out of me. Money, dog. Nah, chill. I'm, I'm surfing. This I'm chilling. I'm fine. Gig. This is sweet. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So when you say, well, you know, the wrestling's not all that bad on Raw SmackDown. No, because they've got some of the best wrestlers in the world. The problem is, is those wrestlers are on the lowest possible setting that you can have them on. It's the weirdest thing ever. They have the guys that they have on the main roster. If you flip the switch, if you told your main roster guys on Raw SmackDown, all right, fuckers, enough of this shit. Do whatever you want, right? Here's a basic guideline of how I want the stories to go, but the matches go fucking nuts, whatever you want. Then the best matches in the world are going to happen on Raw SmackDown right now. If you told That's those, the only if you told those guys, really... do your thing, Oh, yeah. Right. They, they, all that shit you saw at NXT UK, all that shit in NXT, all that shit in New Japan, fuck all that. These dudes will tear it up. But they yeah, can't. Yeah, that's the only thing I can absolutely agree with. I don't think the fact that the writers have that control over the matches is what I, I guess. Well, the writers don't. The writers only do the storylines. They have agents that sit there. And do it, and that's the part that kills. If someone me. has; they don't have free rights on right, the match. Exactly, and that's the part that kills so me. It may not the be agents, the writers, but whoever's got a hold on the matches, yeah, is what's messing it up. The agents are what kills me, bro, because the agents are former, are the former guys, Road Dog, Jamie Noble, like real wrestlers that can fucking wrestle for real. And they have to tell these guys, who are also really good wrestlers, cut it in half. Yeah, we but these are all Vince guys. It doesn't yeah, matter. That's the they're, 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 they're probably there to be yes-men. So it doesn't matter if you have these people in position if the person talking in their ear is telling them what they want and they're just carrying it out. It's ridiculous. That's why, like, like, if you say that you you prefer the the main roster, I get it. I, I really do. That's what I grew up watching too, and from time to time I can. But I'll be honest with you, I fast forward through most of this shit. How many times I'm do I have to watch it. Lana go through a table before I real before they realize I don't really give a shit about that? Oh, listen, there's a lot of things. All I'm saying, and as far as production goes, there's a huge difference. Now, I feel like I feel like AEW can get there. I they need they need people they need from what I see and correct me if I'm wrong they need to get the belt off of certain people and they need to move away from these they're doing the WCW thing 
to me right now. Like where all these companies like TNA and stuff like that turned into WCW where they started bringing in all these old guys. I know they're trying to throw their company up by having like the young bucks be at the forefront and Cody being at the forefront and all this stuff like that. I know that they're more behind the scenes guys. I'd rather just them be behind the scenes and push your talent. Like I don't like seeing them use themselves to push the people, but push that the company would defeat forward. the purpose of the creation of the company. The company was created to, for them because they wanted to do their own things. That's why this company is in the position that it's in. You you started this whole thing off by saying they got to take the belt off this guy. The belts have nothing to do with the problem with AEW. The AEW has one problem, Tony. And it's not there's a negative Cody thing. in this. Isn't he supposed to be the one they're working all, in the hand? They're all EVPs. They're all executive vice presidents, and they all have different roles when it comes to their vice presidency. Cody does work more hand in hand with Tony when it comes to the creative and it comes to actually writing out the shows. He does. He has. I don't care if he's putting out the money. He's not the genius behind it. There is no genius behind it. That's the problem. There's no one driving this fucking I car. Thought- I I thought Cody was no. He he very well might, but not officially, which is my problem. There's no. Hold on, I thought this whole thing was bought bought or brought to the table under the mastermind of Cody. That's what I understood this to be. No. So what happened with the? You talked about how AEW started in the first place. Yeah, I know they did a show. It went really well. <clears throat> they hooked up with this guy. And then, like, he put out some money, and then they're doing something together. That's why I thought it was kind of Cody's a primary force, but Cody, Kenny, and the Young Bucks have been doing this pretty even keel since the beginning. It's it's the package that got Tony Khan interested in doing this in the first place. Yes, Cody is a big influence on him. Yes, he, he and Cody have a good relationship, and they have hands on each other. Yes, absolutely. But at the end of the day, daddy's money is paying for everything. So he gets the daddy bought the building, daddy bought the facility. So he's gonna he's the one who gets to play with the toys. Oh, uh, so other guys, if he doesn't do what he wants, then he's gonna take his ball and the, go home. Yeah, the other guys have a say, obviously, especially since Tony is a big wrestling fan. The, he's been very honest. If if Jericho would not have signed an AEW deal, they might not have been an AEW. Because they wouldn't have had a linchpin. They wouldn't have had a star to hang their hat on. They needed a star to hang the hat on so that people would take the company seriously. That's why when people freak out about Jericho doing shit that doesn't make any sense, people really freak out. Because that's the best you've got. He shouldn't be toiling with shit down near the bottom. He's your top. He's the guy you're paying the most. I would be surprised if Cody's making more than Chris Jericho's making. I'd be stunned. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't. I right. That wouldn't exactly. surprise me at all. If, right. If Jericho's making more, Absolutely so everyone, not. everyone has their say. That's one of the things Chris Jericho says on his show a lot. That a lot of the talent have the opportunity to walk over to Tony and say, "This is what I want to do." And Tony, being the guy that he is, always tries to make it happen as best as he can. Which is rule number one of the no-no book of booking. Yes, you want to take people's ideas into consideration, but you don't just do what you, you tell them. You don't just do what they tell you to do. You're the boss. You're supposed to have an idea. You're supposed to have guidance. You're supposed to know where this is going. You're supposed to be going up to talent and pitching ideas to them. 
This is where I think you fit. This is what you should be doing. I think if you did this and did this, in about three or four months, you'd be in this position, and then we could put you against Cody, uh, Cody for the TNT title on Dynamite. There should be a plan. There doesn't seem like a, a plan. A lot of times he says stuff, well, the fans really react to this. You cannot book to what the fans are into. You have to get the fans into what you're booking. Does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? You have no, to, make, you have to lead... The herd. You're not just following. The sheep herder just doesn't go where the sheep want to go. They got to follow you. And if you're good at what you do, they'll make money along the way. If you're not, which he isn't, then they won't. So they take chances like this. They could have gotten to Jericho MJF without the dancing. They can still get right. there. There's a million ways they could have did it. Chris Jericho. And you're, so, and you're going to get it regardless. Yeah, without Chris Jericho is a multiple-time world champion. He's main event at WrestleMania. He's competed against the best in the world. He did all of it without doing one two-step. All of a sudden now with MJF, he needs to come out. and No, it didn't need to be done. If anything, because this was the same show that had Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. When that show was over, I liked Wardlow more than I liked fucking MJF. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> Until that motherfucker changes my mind, this is where we're at. All right. So we got it all oh, down. man. We got it all out there, right? Everything is good. We did. We ran the list, man. How far are you on high score? Uh, Three episodes in. Sweet. Think you'll be in time yeah, for I'm next at, week? I'm at, huh? Think you'll be in time for next week? Because if you finish those three, that's the whole show. I want to talk about that. I. I should I should be I should be uh the ladies going to some uh girls trip they're gonna go out and whatever and they're all spending right. the night so I got Saturday all to me lonesome so I'm gonna be watching a lot of wrestling oh, I'm probably gonna finish up I'm probably gonna hit that that high score finish that up that because that was really good man I was like I want to watch super- it again but I want to write notes this time the last time I was in and out dude I wasn't really paying as much attention as I wanted to I'm gonna go back and write some notes that's the whole show I want to do a whole show just on that I'm show. surprised you're so into that I'm I like so it. thrown by that I, most of it was the old shit most of it when you get to the latter episode you're like all right that's this is the part where they'll probably lost it (laughs) my gaming career ended at final fantasy 7 once that shit dropped that was the height i was like all right i've played this for a few hours i proved my point no but i get it i get that like i know you've gained you gamed a little bit back in the day but like I'm your intro, although you may have done it, you still most of it was still wrestling games. So you you That's played Madden stuff and you played a little bit. I played other games. You know what? We'll save that. We'll save that. You're gonna right. be well, we'll, we'll apparently you may be we'll learning some more about me as we <laughs> maybe. maybe. But this is but gonna this be your really episode good. here. This is your episode next week. I'm feeling it. Because I'm ready well, for we it. We gotta share some childhood memories here with some of these fucking systems Ooh. and games. Because a lot of these, okay. a lot of these shows, a lot of these uh, items on the show were bringing back some heavy, heavy memories. Uh, for some reason, Ooh. I always, I always associate Sonic Two with the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. Oh my god! Because I think that was the same time period in which that that Super Bowl was playing. Sonic Two. Yeah, NBA Is it Jam Sonic Two or Three. NBA Jam, I remember playing. NBA Jam was a good one too. There you go. See, I can't wait. All right, so that's going to be the next week's show then, because I think right, I think in seven days we'll you can get the three episodes in, right? I did, yeah, I'm going to get through those episodes. <laughs> I, I really want to watch them. I've just been 
this week has been probably one of the most busy weeks in my entire life. It's nuts. So I'm glad I was still able to get some wrestling in. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we getting the hell out of here because I still got more schoolwork to do. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. And of course, thank you guys for list for listening. For enjoying. There you go. I need a new wrap yeah. up. There we go. And thank okay. you guys for enjoying the brand new episode. 100 episodes now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.